Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Point 99 podcast, a running podcast for runners by runners. If you're new to running, we hope to have topics and discussions that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. Or for any seasoned runners, maybe some stories that will have you empathising with our experiences. Whether it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories or heartstring pulling moments. We hope you'll stick with us while we try to share some good vibes, motivation and positivity. And hopefully we can have a laugh along the way. Episode 8. Where has the time gone? Before we fire into the chat about London with the bearded banter master himself, Runnerman Steve, I'll let you know what to expect from the 8th episode. Much of the same and a little bit extra to boot. For anyone who doesn't follow any of our social channels, the podcast Instagram or even myself or Steve, then you may have missed that we once again welcome in a guest to the show. Or should I say guests? It's a triangle of association for myself and both guests with my personal connection with one of these lovely ladies going as far back as 19 years, just with a little lost time along the way. But by mutuality, we're now friends of old and friends of new. Social media, especially Instagram, doing what it does best and bringing people together. So we're lucky enough to be blessed with the cold water goddesses Emily and Hannah, otherwise known as Emily in the Outdoors and Han Van Ventures. Unfortunately, I'll be flying solo for both interview and wrap up for the episode this time around, as the bearded running man is going on his holidays, but not before we address the major elephant in the room. He's certainly one extremely happy chappy who's still very much flying high after a phenomenal personal best at the London Marathon. It is, of course, Mo Farugia himself, runner man Steve. Uh, that took some getting through. That did take some getting through. <laughs> oh, the outtakes to be brilliant. Oh, man. That's the first time that's taken more than two attempts. Two attempts and a lot of profanity. Yes, yes. And now you can see why I wanted to know how to pronounce your surname. <laughs> yeah, yeah why well, I sent it obviously like you've seen a dinosaur book. <laughs> I had see, to break it down in syllables. What it that made it like. more confusing. That honestly made it more confusing. <laughs> We well, played uh, it right, so it helps. Oh, <laughs> uh, how are you getting on? Yeah, I'm not too bad, to be fair. I'm um, the legs feel normal again. Um, the left knee area is uh, a little bit. There's a little bit left on there, but as we've as I've mentioned before, there is um, there's always issues on the left side because the glute on the left is a bit weak, so it takes more of the work. However, when I had a sports massage yesterday. Weirdly enough, it seemed like my right leg had taken more punishment than the left. Maybe it was doing more work because obviously it's a, it's a dominant foot. So Yeah, maybe overcompensating and, and putting more pressure on the right than, and letting the left have a little bit of a rest. Yeah, yeah maybe. I think the right is where I generate the power off, to be fair, because it's, like it's, it's, it's the dominant foot, it's the dominant side, so it push out more power. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. But yeah, yeah. otherwise I'm all, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Uh, good, good. Well, as, as I mentioned, you had a phenomenal London Marathon. And before the, uh, before the episode kicked off, myself and Steve, as always, kind of had a wee chat. And then a number of people that messaged, not, like, messaged me, so I can imagine the number of people that were messaging Steve just absolutely um, praising his consistency and his splits throughout the whole of the marathon while tracking on the app. It was phenomenal. 
Yeah, uh, so I was going to go out with the Pacers. Um, and then, so the so Steve, uh, Steve, Lund- Steve runs London. Um, funny enough, bumped into him at the DLR station just like last year. It's, it was, I don't know how it happened. Uh, we seemed to keep like, bumping into each other. And um, he was like, oh, let's, we have to, this queue's massive for the toilet. Let's get into the queue for the toilet. And I thought, yeah, crack on, no worries. Half an hour later, which felt like four <laughs> years. And then by the time I actually got to the Portaloo, I had about four minutes before uh, my pen opened. <laughs> <laughs> so by which point, the free 30 places were at the very front. Um, right, so say hello. Take your dummy out and say hello. 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 What's his name? Steve. Yes. <laughs> what's, my, what's my name? Daddy. Hey. Oh. <laughs> There we go. And there we have the show is over. <laughs> uh, I, I got a few messages before I said from saying, "Oh, your daughter made the episode." So I was like, "Oh, shit. <laughs> nothing else about the running, just a little child saying hello." Point ninety nine. That's our mascot. Um, That's our new mascot. Uh, yeah. So um, I had about four minutes before the pen was due to open. Uh, the three thirty paces were at the front. Uh, and I mean, I was so far back in in my starting pen. Now, I was stuck behind the three forty five paces, and I thought I'm not going to weave in and out and try and chase down the three thirties. I'm just going to deal with it as it is. And um, I was more keeping it. I was more pacing it through heart rate more than anything. Yeah. Because um, I've over the training, I've learned to to go by feel in in, in that sense. Um, but yeah, I, I knew I was in and around the same time through the um, through what I was running. It was going really well until mile twenty and a half, just before twenty one, and then the cramp just popped by to say, "Ah, oh, going smooth, are you?" <laughs> and I tried to run it off. I genuinely tried to run it off, but it just weren't shifting, and sort of the intensity got worse and worse um and as i realized that you know 330 was gone i looked at it as right it's gone i'm not going to try and push myself through a ridiculous pain barrier here i'll just run walk some of it um because what what am i going to gain otherwise nothing um and i knew i was comfortably getting a massive pb out of it so yeah, I just, I just rolled with it. I just but do you, do you think and... that maybe, because you were saying just before, again, before we started recording, that it was raining for quite a lot of the, the marathon. Do you think maybe the, the rain and, and your body cooling down in, in a way that you're not normally used to through your training might have been a, a kind of cause of some of the cramp? I don't think it was, to be fair, because my feet, my feet weren't hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can't say, oh, you know, the, the socks got wet. And then, you know, the feet started and it brought the cramps into the foot, into the into the calves. I didn't. I felt. I felt fine. You know, yeah. the rain weren't. The, the rain weren't as bad as some people are making out. It it was raining. There were puddles. And by the way, people were hard, like changing the route of their their, their travel direction, um, the direction of travel. Sorry, because of puddles. <laughs> They didn't want to run through a puddle. I was like, get over yourself. You, we're all wet anyway. What's the point? Yeah, there there's, there's sometimes a lot of fear, though, that, that by getting wet feet, you're going to get blisters. But if you're going to, if you've got wet feet, you've got wet feet. A puddle's it's not going to, not going to, most, get any worse. most of the people running that 
in my time category were wearing some form of let's call it super shoe right mm-hmm. so they are amazing for what they do but the the upper isn't you know really built for splash rain. protection yeah mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. it's not so your feet are going to get any wet anyway just 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 get on with it um <laughs> so just get on. you know we're going to get wet feet you're going to get through it um but yeah it was it's when I it's when I finished the race and looked. All right, I'll stop moving around. I'll sit down. It's when I, it's when I, it's when I stopped the run, finished, and then looked at the splits because people were messaging me like, just basically saying your pacing is ridiculously on point. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Giz on the run said she thought she was starting to wonder if I'd happened to stumble across some sort of cruise control for runners <laughs> yeah <laughs> it definitely looked like that because it was 8 10 8 10 8 10 what yeah i think it was like 8 10 8 oh, 9 8 10 8 10 8 10 even the 8 14 was still within the, ra- yeah. the range yeah um and then you can you can tell at what point the cramp started having the effect yeah but i even think it then, started it was, like an 8 24 or something yeah but even then uh, you look at it even with cramp the average still went only went only went as high as 844 yeah yeah so it gives me great confidence i've i've learned bits and pieces um already from that from that marathon itself in terms of how to get more electrolytes in i didn't realize that science and sport done a gel that's basically got electrolytes specifically in it as well yeah, they do yes um, mm-hmm. so I didn't know that because you can't get you can't get those in Holland and Barrett. They just do the the, the, the bog standard gels. Yeah, they don't do the you know the the gel and electrolyte in there. So maybe next time I can work out. Okay, I'm going to take normal gel at four, electrolyte at eight, uh, normal at twelve, and to alternate them around to get enough electrolytes in the system that might stop the cramp or it might delay it till say twenty twenty two, twenty three, and then. You're in a position to go. I'm just going to give it a 5k force end and see what happens. Yeah, you you would hope by that point it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily delay it. It would, it would just put it off until the end of the the run was over. Um, but yeah, the the science and sport stuff is the same with like high five and any of the other uh, major major competitors. They they do a lot of range online, but when you go to a, a standard high street retailer, you, you find it hard to get some of their specialist stuff. Yeah, I think the only. Only specialist one I had before from Science Sport. I bought it by mistake in Tesco. It was the gel, but caffeinated one. Uh, yeah, and just, yeah. And it just felt like I'd someone crushed up a coffee bean and stuck it on your tongue. It was vile. I've Honestly, had experience horrendous. of that with the high five, and I've, I've heard other people talk about the heavily caffeinated gels. It's just like having a coffee half an hour before you go out for a run to help increase your bowel movement i i i've heard that people have had and it might not be the cause it may just be a happy coincidence but the um the the unfortunateness of having to stop at the portaloo uh, more times than they would like because i have heavily caffeinated gels now i'd say it might just be co- totally coincidental but i personally wouldn't go for the caffeinated gels their mistake is they didn't take uh, imodium yes that's that yeah that too that too some people that's don't take do. it though yeah i do Always. too yeah but a lot of people yeah. don't trust it and they are either don't trust it or they're told not to take it because it's bad for you it's not bad for you it just helps you stop right. you stop you having a little bit of an accident on course yeah 
Well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I mean, Paula Radcliffe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, I mean, if, if if it's good enough for her, it's good enough for anyone. But I'm <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um, but I sort of I, look. I sort of made I made a weekend of it, the marathon. Um, yeah. I went to. I done a shakeout run on Saturday. That was the first time I've ever done a, like a shakeout before a race. Normally, I go, no, I'm not doing nothing. But I, I actually think that helped my performance because. You know, I'd, I'd put something through the legs the day before. Nothing too strenuous, nice and easy. Chat. There was chatty miles, like a bit three of a miles. Stretch, yeah, so more naturally because you're running yeah. while you're talking. So it's yeah. The next, the next day, I was, I was ready for it. I went to the tracks. I went to Tracksmith, um, in London. Super great, super good vibes. I mean, there's about 400 people there doing it, running yeah, the streets. The photos looked mental. Yeah. Um, and it was a bit difficult for the pacers there for Steve and the pacers because a lot were, um, you know, people from international, so like America and whatnot, and they just weren't stopping for cars. And they're like, they're shouting, <laughs> saying, "Stop, stop! The cars will run you over!" Like, and they just they was risking it. I was like, "It's not worth risking it for a, what you're getting out of." It. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so it was really good, and you got to go into Tracksmith and uh all that sort so that was really good and then the next day was great and the the run was really good i enjoyed it all even when i had the cramp i was enjoying it because i knew the pb was absolutely gargantuan it was like a 34 minute 58 pb yeah and you um, did, the most important thing is the photos that i've seen you looked happy you, you didn't have it didn't look at any point that you had the the moment of the, the realness setting in of this is a monster this is a monster um task you actually looked happy at, at all the photos i've seen so far yeah, and the 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 so the first there were this this run was made up of certain little certain milestones key points for me. The first one was mile seventeen. Yeah, overcoming that's where that it, one. Yeah, that's where it unravelled um, last time. And when I got to seventeen, this time I saw my aunt um, and I shouted out to her. Was she, she on the yeah. correct side of the road? Yep, the only side of the road. Uh, she was on the correct side of the road. Um, and I thought I'd pass her too quick, but she managed to get that shot of me running and putting my arm out smiling. Which yeah, is no, cracking, it's spot on. It's a cracking photo. Right. So she, she got that, and I thought, this is great. I got through to like 19, 20. I thought, I've got 10K to go. This, this is great. And then it sort of like dipped a little bit there, and I thought, no, I'm just going to just gonna run, walk it. Um and I think that's it, when I saw when I when I checked I, I'd headed out for a run and I checked to see how you were getting on at that point and you just you, I think you just come across Tower Bridge and you were just coming around the corner of the tower itself, um, and you were you were looking strong by that point. So I never yeah. really paid too much attention once I was out to actually what happened to your pace, but it was still a phenomenal. You were still on phenomenal form. Yeah, and you know what's pretty funny actually. Um, so. Uh, what was it? I think it was yesterday on on Twitter. Um, Irish Colgan put up a, a post saying, oh, sh- share your, your your day or below your this thread and whatever." So I put a picture and said, "Oh, about the PB being thirty four fifty eight And she's like, "Oh, now you're just showing off." <laughs> like, that's, Irish, <laughs> that's Irish McColgan giving me like ridiculously good credit here. That's insane to me. I mean, I know it's you know sometimes you think oh, it's a good 
you know, some of them do it for good for PR pieces, but it's like it felt genuine. So it's like, oh, I'm, I've got an elite actually thinking you've done a really good job here. And, oh, you know, the, the support was ridiculous afterwards. I know it's marathon weekend and you're going to get more likes on social media because it is marathon weekend. It's expected, but I didn't expect it to go over 700 likes. It's ridiculous. I mean, the, um, I, I will say it, it's a Scottish thing. <laughs> the Scottish people show the best support. If 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 the crowd that I was uh, I was watching the messages from all Scottish people, half of them haven't followed you until fairly recently, and they were they were they were singing your praises quite. quite Joe, well. actually, it was it's funny because at mile nine, so I'm running, and I hear someone shout, "Go on, Steve!" and um, some other bloke went, "Oh, thanks," and then she went. No, run a man, Steve. <laughs> right? Right. And I'm thinking, and I looked, I just thumbed up to her. I'm thinking, who is that? Who is that? Why do I recognize that person? And I carried on. So in my post, I put down, you know, thanks to Ian Runs Marathons because he, he shouted at me from Canary Wolf and Lucy, she was about there as well, and so on and so forth. And then I said, oh, and, and the person that shouted out my Insta name at mile nine, whoever you are. And I, know I later found out it was Emily in the outdoors. Oh, yes, because now Emily is, as we mentioned in the introduction, she's going to be one of our guests yeah. In, yeah. in the future uh, on this episode. <laughs> we haven't recorded <laughs> it yet because it's, yeah, we're ahead of time this week. But she had run the virtual London Marathon in reverse the night before. Yeah. And I I was thinking, who was that? Just <laughs> I, had a, I had a couple of people that done it on on the course, and I was like, just and it it just felt there's there's only been seven months between October's marathon and this one, but it just felt like the support from the social side of it, and even on the course for me was much bigger than what it was in October, and yeah, it was just it was ridiculous. It was, it was great that like, the support was fantastic. No, because you've, I can't remember, I remember your last Instagram milestone um, quite vividly, but you've just, you just hit another milestone with, with a number of followers. I I think just before your, your, your last month, London Marathon, just six months ago, you'd hit, was it, am I right in thinking probably about 2000 followers and just within the space of that six months, you're up at 3000. Um, I, th I think, I think it would have been around, the, I think it, Two four to two five, roughly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in October, yeah. And it's just, and partly is obviously, yeah, I've unlocked Scotland, yeah, <laughs> through this podcast. I've got, I've got, I've got Scotland on my on my back now, um, which is great. But your content's um, also genuine, you're not hiding anything, and that yeah, talks a lot. No, of no, no, it's it's it is what it is, it might be the same style selfie just different context body sometimes and sometimes it's great um and actually you know it's really funny though because i posted that i've just followed three i've just gone past three thousand followers i went it's absolutely ridiculous because me it blows my mind that yeah. people like three people's interest let alone three thousand now i know there'll be there'll be people in that 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 um that number that maybe don't use it no more they've just never deactivated their account and so on and so forth but um, Craig, the runner, he, he DM'd me and he said, make it 2,999. I'm about to unfollow you, pal. Right. <laughs> and so I texted him back saying, I missed him back saying, Craig, the unfollower. <laughs> 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 um, but it's just that little, you know, we've got this this community that you're building up 
Um, and that's what we're trying to we're trying to pay it back. There were I'm not going to call out certain people, but there were some people on that marathon calls that wasn't what they are online. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names because I can't be bothered with the heat. Um, but there were people that were being okay. You play your game. There were people that were shouting at them um, by Instagram names. Um, and they had no headphones on and they was ignoring them as if they weren't there, which I was thought was a bit, a bit, a bit rubbish. Favorite. Yeah, no. that isn't, that's not good. Um, I mean, if they shout you by your, your name, I yeah. mean, there are, there are about of the 48,000 that were at the marathon. I think 46,000 were called Steve. Yeah. And um, that's exactly, and my wife says that any time uh, a TV producer or film or anyone doesn't know what to call something, they call it Steve and it's such a common, it's a, such a common name. We're so common, aren't we, Steve? But <laughs> it's right. <laughs> it's so, so often you'll hear st- someone shout Steve in the street, you'll turn around. You're like, it's not for me. It's not for no. Me. And it's anyone that shouts Steve, if, even if it wasn't for me, I said, thanks. Yeah. Like every single, I lost count every time I said, thanks. I mean, I went through the water station. I said, thanks. Not only said, thanks for water. I said, thanks for volunteering, carried on running. Yeah. It's courtesy. Um, it's courtesy for the volunteers. And even, and I mean, even when I done, you got my medal. When I record, I done that little thing where you record yourself getting your medal. And I was like, "Oh, thanks for volunteering." She went, "Oh, you're most welcome. You're most welcome." I was like, "If they're not there, Steve, then yeah. the, the races don't happen because these companies are not going to pay the amount of money that is required to actually pay people to do it. It's not exactly. And- if there's no, if there's no, no volunteers, that doesn't happen. Park runs don't happen. None of that happens. I'll put it in context. So for, for the local half marathon, 10K marathon, the people that run it, now, my brother's a race coordinator for, for the 10K and he worked it the same day as London Marathon. There was a, an event called the Loch Ness Tap, which is a, a serious cycling event. You cycle around the lock. But it's the same people that organise it. They do it for no money, but they occasionally get um, rewarded in in kind in a way. They, they get branded jackets or... Um, they've had hawker shoes in the past. It's small gestures from the sponsors to say, thanks for doing what you're doing. And even I've, I've seen the effort they go to, to to try and get people. I've done volunteer work at these before and they'll donate X amount of money under your name to a charity of your choice. They give you maybe a bobble hat um, and a bag of goodies. And you're you're not doing it because you're getting paid. You're doing it because you want to you want to help other people, or you've maybe run so many marathons, or you've run X amount of these events yourself, and it's just giving back. But it's also nice to be nice to these people because they're giving their time to make yeah. that event that you're you're taking part in happen. No, it is it, that is exactly what it is. And if I don't get a London ballot place, I'm not going to run London. And if I can make it work, I'll go and volunteer myself because yeah. I've had it for the last two years and I'll be there on the sign. Like, even if I'm just going there, take a bottle of water. It's still a, it's still a bloody important part of what the marathon is to give them, just handing water bottles out to people all day until the last person passes you. If, 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 if some of the people that have run it eight, nine times could stop signing up for the uh, the ballot and actually go volunteer and let us have a go, that would be great. That would also be very good. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to endorse that people because I've run it two years in a row and I want to run it for the third. Well, you, uh, the, the difference between three and eight though, Steve, that's a, that's a big difference. <laughs> no, you know what? I think a lot of the people that are doing it eight times, they've either, I think 
is they're mainly good for age, aren't they? Yeah, they usually they are. Good, they're they're good, monsters. Good, good for age or um, charity places. Yeah, usually, usually. But um, so can you can you tell us again what your actual time was and what your PB amount was? Yeah, so I'm going to go with the official time um, that was sent. Now the if I was to go with the Garmin time, it I think it's like three forty six, but. It, you know, on the London Marathon you, or any marathon, especially London, though, you'll find that you've um, you've done a little bit extra. So I think yeah, I've done usually, like point, usually. Point 0.3 extra because you might have to weave out the way of someone or whatever. Um, so I always go with the official time because that's, you know, what happens when you cross the line at the start and cross the line at the end and everything in between. Um, so 3.49.06 was my time. Uh, last year it was four twenty-three. Yes, massive. Oh, that's a mammoth. Four four twenty-three oh four last year. So that's uh, I worked out with my quick maths. Uh, it was like thirty-four minutes and fifty-eight seconds PB. So two seconds shy of thirty-five minutes. That's immense. That is absolutely immense. Um, you, you are correct. It's it's one of those odd ones where Edinburgh was. I think it was measured slightly long. So my 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 first marathon time was on the 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 unfortunate side of four thirty, whereas my Garmin time, my Strava time was in the it was it was in the good side of four thirty. So I went with my Strava time, but the time for the Loch Ness marathon, the the Strava was a lesser. It was slightly longer than the event time so i went with the event time so um hopefully yeah. being at my event time previously was 424 uh so very similar to yours <laughs> maybe not this marathon because unfortunately i picked up a slight niggle at the weekend hopefully going into amsterdam later in a year i can i can replicate some of your success there why not um i sort of i tried to stick to the blue line as much as possible because that is the most accurate in terms of distance if you then got sort of go outside that that blue line you can you know you're going to add a little bit extra here yeah. and there so yeah. I, I try to stick to the racing line and that seemed to work because i didn't find myself having to move either side of people too much it sort of people sort of knew that the blue line was you know people were going to go along that to be a bit quicker but yeah everyone seemed to be a bit quicker because i was in that that group yeah you're in with the not the elites but the, the serious the serious guys who know that if they're having trouble you move to the left or you move to the right or you, oh, sorry you move to the left and you overtake on the right you don't just stop in the middle of the of the racing line and potentially uh have someone collide with you because you've you just stopped in the middle of the racing the racing line yeah it, it, it was very much that i oh, know if you go yes and um you know, I was, I was talking to work about it. I said, "There's, there's nothing wrong with anyone doing what they're doing. People at the, people at the back are, are working harder than nothing yeah. at the front, yeah, um, because they're, they're at it for a lot longer. Um, but it just felt like everyone around me sort of knew the etiquettes more than what I'd experienced last year. And obviously, last year I, I fell back in the pack purely based on the fact that." the hit point at 17 as a as a result of the training not being as good as it was this time around 
your your training this time around was absolutely um, spectacular, though you you, you put in a, a superb effort with the uh, runner coach app as well, and really really gave it gave it a good uh, good old go. So no, it's all it's all paid off. I, yeah, I think I think the only couple of things that I've learned that I could do better um, is, like I said, one don't don't get my hand caught in the machine that stops you from going to the gym for the last three and a half weeks of training. <laughs> but I shan't do that because um, that might have had a little bit of effect, but not too much of an effect, but little wins here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think next time when it says run at a comfortable pace, I wanted to be comfortable in the goal pace, um, but maybe I didn't do enough as time on feet. I didn't really go over three hours at all on the training run. So I think the next time round, I might specifically make sure that I'm out for around about the 315, 320 mark. And then yeah. the body will be used to it. So maybe that way the the cramp, if anything, would onset later because it's used to being out for that amount of time. It's almost like tricking the body. Or, or yeah, that and that and uh, and it was just because I was watching uh, a reel just before we started. Um, maybe maybe tune the, the the pace down just a little bit so it's it's even more comfortable, still still productive, still hitting those targets. But you're in a negative split where start off super comfortable and then hopefully all the cramp and any of the nasties stay away. And by the time you get to the second half of the marathon, you're 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 full of energy. Yeah. You're uh, you're cramp free and you can just glide to an even even bigger uh, and more more phenomenal pb it's yeah it's it's true it's obviously when you start looking at the sub 330s and then getting down to the 320s and whatnot you know you're gonna have to run a lot more miles in a in around sort of 750 to eight minute paces so it's um it's one to work out one to think of um, I've had someone in my DMs like, you do realise, you know, you, you could you could give it a couple of years and you could be closer to the three hour mark. I went, I st- slowly, 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 <laughs> catch your monkey. Don't That's it. We're, Don't... we're not getting any younger, so training just gets harder. But it's still easily achievable. We're you're not out of the you're not an, an old uh, decrepit man yet. <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, I, but the, the way the good for ages go, if if I don't, if I don't start cracking the the the, the sub three areas, I'll have to uh, wait till I'm about eighty five years old when it's like three hours and five minutes. <laughs> no, honestly, it's absolute. Some of them are absolute machines. They are absolute machines. Well, we, we just shout out that the what was the the winning time in the men's category was the second fastest marathon ever, and he just looked like he'd just gone for a stroll in the park. Yeah, that was his second marathon. It's insane. And um, the female winner, it was her first marathon, wasn't it? Her first full marathon. That's crazy. She, she stopped, um, stretched the legs because she had cramps, and then took the win again. I was like, that's ridiculous. It is insane. that The, the, the calibre of athletes that the, Af- the, the African nations produce is, is, like, um, is so good. And it's nice to see them getting the the praise it's always been the case though i grew up and you grew up with Haile gabrielassi as like he was the goat of the time um yeah. and it put a lot of uh, a lot of spotlight on uh, the the african nations but nowadays with there being more interest in running there's there's even more spotlight on just how how incredibly good athletes from the african continent are and hopefully 
we might see in the future a, a major coming up in their sort of territory because they they are the goats. They are the, the 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 guys that are absolutely showing everyone how to do it. They are. They 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 train at such altitude that they come down onto a flat. You know, they come down to a, a flat course and absolutely obliterate because it's it's nothing. It's child's play. Yeah, they're um, all lungs think, by that point. I, <laughs> I, I think. I think um, he, he, the winner of the men's, uh, ran the second half in fifty nine minutes and something. Crazy, that's crazy. That's like, I said, you have the, you have the laugh. Fifty nine <laughs> minutes for a second half of a marathon. He's, and I think he was wearing like alpha uh, vapor flies or something like that at all. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But, yeah, uh... yeah no, it was good. It was, it was good fun. Anyway, it's, it's it's been really good to to be able to catch you before you go off um, and and just get a get a rundown on how the marathon went. And by all accounts, it was it was as as good for you as it looked on paper to yeah. the rest of us. Yeah, it was it was good. I was sort of humbled and taken aback that I um, had so many people messaging, and then for you know for people to be messaging on a on a a group chat that you've got cracking on for the the Loch Ness 24 and I was like Jesus Christ okay (laughs) people people actually do care I know people say they care but when when you see that it's like okay I I mean then but then I got grilling from I think from Giz asking why I wasn't doing the (laughs) <laughs> well you've said on, she's obviously not caught up with the with the podcast yet i know she was slightly further behind but she needs to catch up then to rain find out why <laughs> um I, was like, I would i'd love to but i can't uh, it's it is unfortunate uh, fortunate that you have um uh some time away but it is well deserved um after after finding out that they, Emily had been the mystery cheater, it would have been great to, to hear the, the conversation between you both. But I'm sure there'll be more opportunity. Um, as with with our first guest, Hannah, they, they won't be strangers to the podcast. And uh, you'll just have to listen in, won't you, Steve, and find out what, what's said. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, I think at that though we'll let we'll let you get we'll let you get on get prepared for for your well deserved rest uh, a nice week away, and uh, yeah, I'll uh, jump into this interview with the fabulous Emily and Hannah. Our guests today, yes, guests plural, feature highly on my daily personal feed. Each day, fashioning radiant smiles all the while throwing themselves into a wide variety of situations, usually involving water. From marathon running to cold water dipping and everything in between, these ladies are no strangers to a little adventure. Whether it's a day submerged neck deep in a lock, sporting fetching purple costumes, or the daunting idea for one of these poor ladies meeting me for the first time at the Loch Ness 24 as part of the Who Dropped the Dipper team, there are a few questions to ask and stories to share. So let's just do that by welcoming Emily in the outdoors and Han Fan Ventures, Emily and Hannah to the podcast. That was good. I managed okay. to get that. <laughs> <laughs> How are you both getting on? Good, thank you. Yeah, very well. Very well. It's bank holiday Monday. Happy Have day. Have you had a nice long bank holiday? Yeah, well, for me, yes. Um, it's been pretty quiet. I've had a busy month, so I was looking forward to a very quiet weekend um but I think Hannah's got the more interesting story of her weekend (laughs) well I think I've had a much quieter month than you have so yeah we've actually been away for the weekend 
um, taking all four dogs for the first time away <laughs> in the van, which was interesting. I saw that photo this morning. Of, now, which dog is it? The one that doesn't normally get into the bedroom? Sky. So oh. Sky is our rescue dog um, that we rescued off a farm. And she is the most loving out of all four of ours. She just does not leave your side at all. So the fact that we normally lock her out of the bedroom in the van, we can't do that. So we wake up, she 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 goes full on stealth mode and manages to get in the bed with her head on the pillow under the duvet. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't know how she does it. <laughs> As someone actually has uh, the dog in the bed situation, I, I can fully kind of um, sympathise there because it's... it's it, What they do is sometimes super stealthy. They should be training with the Marines or something or showing them how it's done. Well, we normally can't show favouritism for like one dog getting on the bed or yeah. I just don't know. You would have no bed it. left. Exactly. You'd both be sleeping on the floor. They're not exactly like small dogs either. <laughs> <laughs> But we're, we're not going to really talk about uh, Emily's busy, busy month um, too much uh, for other reasons, which I'm not going to announce because that's not for me to do. Uh, and it hasn't been announced elsewhere. So uh, it'll become apparent to anyone that follows Emily's very soon. Um, but we're going to jump into the question straight away because we are time limited in a way, because un unlike the chaos that usually ensues between myself and Steve, I don't want to uh, put it upon both of you as well. I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, so I think to begin with, uh, let's get a little bit of a background for anyone listening. Uh, social media has been great for bringing all three of us together in some shape or form. Uh, but for both of you, the digital presence has gone a little bit further to more of a regular uh, adventure meetup and activities perspective. Uh, can you tell everyone a little bit of how you first met and a bit of background about your adventures and how the friendship's grown since? Who's going first? I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know, I was actually thinking about this and I'm going, I don't even remember exactly how we started talking. I mean, I've got an idea of, I think it was like the December challenge because I had just created like the Emily in the Outdoors because I had a personal one, but my kids didn't want to be featured on it anymore. So I thought I just I'll just have a brand new one, and um, that it is just all about outdoorsy swimming, running stuff. And then we started doing that dipping every day, and, and obviously we were tagging the same kind of things. And next thing you know, it's like you can start showing up on each other's feed, and we just started chatting and things, um, and realized that Hannah had a very similar sense of humor to myself. And then also like that, it's it's the community kind of growth as well. Like when you're having a bit of a rough day, you're just kind of reaching out. Yeah. And next thing you know, you forget that these were relative strangers before this. But then it doesn't really quite feel like that mm -hmm. um, either. Am I right, Hannah? I mean, <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't actually remember either. I think obviously at some point we ended up following each other mm -hmm. and then I actually looked back in my messages and I think I must have commented on something that you'd put on. And before I knew it, the conversation just went wild. We were just chatting away. And this was on the 3rd of January. Okay. And then I think maybe a couple of weeks into it, we'd sent a few messages and I said, I'm going to the lakes. It'd be cool if you could come and meet up. So before you know it, I was actually already meeting um, another Emily in uh, the lakes and it was just supposed to be the two of us going for a walk going for a dip 
anything that I plan always gets out of hand very quickly, <laughs> always. So before I knew it, I think there was seven of us all meeting up in the lakes. And I, I kind of said, where are you from? And obviously I Googled the distance and it was like two hours 18 for me and two hours 18 for Emily. I was like, you should come. You should it's just say <laughs> Yeah, and I, I'm not somebody you need to ask twice. I pretty much just say yes to everything. I pretend that I don't, but I can. I think, you messaged, back. I think you messaged back within 24 hours saying, I've booked a place to stay. I'm, I'm coming. I mean, having seen some of the chat on on the Who Would Drop the Dibber team chat, Emily, that doesn't surprise me. No, I know. But, you know, life is for living. And if you don't exactly. try new things, and like Hannah said, it was like, two hours 18 minutes you know and we had been to the lakes the last couple of years so I sort of knew the roads roughly quite well but it was also like oh, do you know what what am I doing this weekend like especially January is such a rubbish kind of month as well you know you've got that high after Christmas or you're high at Christmas and then it all kind of plummets yeah and you go what what else can you do but we actually had I mean it was a, it's quite a good weekend like weather-wise you know it for was. for January yeah. so worth it completely worth it and everything was cheaper. You know, my accommodation was pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we pretty much rocked up in uh, Ullswater, had a hug, said hello. Yep. And within 10 minutes of meeting each other for the first time, we were swimming in the lake. Yep. Stripped off. Stripped <laughs> off. No shame in that water. For far too long, can we just say. Yes. It must have been really cold as well, though. The air temperature might not have been too bad, but the water, was the water not a bit cold? Well, I think the air temperature was worse, actually, because it was, was a it? bit of wind. Right. It was really windy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so that was us, firm friends, and I'm in Hannah's van after that, talking to her man. And it's just kind of grown from there, hasn't it? You've, you've now got what looks like a regular um, group of uh, all, all ladies, isn't it? There's there's no really any guys there. Um, and it's it's kind of... Can you give us an idea of, of sorry, how much it's grown since and, and how big your group is now, your regular group? Um, it kind of varies. It's whoever's free at the time. So I think we met up the end of January and then the end of February, I went up to Emily because you were hosting for, um, you were hosting a dip um, yep. for some ladies. And I was like, yeah, I can make the four hour trip. <laughs> and then I think we'd already actually booked in for the weekend after. So I actually ended up going to Loch Lomond two weekends on the trot um, oh because I was absolutely devastated that Emily lived so close to the Munros and had never been up a Munro. So I was like, that's it. I'm coming to Scotland. I'm going to take you up your first Munro. That's what's happening. <laughs> and and she- Emily just went, yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I took so much persuading, but the answer was yes. <laughs> the the, the four-hour to me, though, Hannah, it, it doesn't it it doesn't surprise me. Having seen how far you go on any given weekend, and it could be south, it could be north. Rent. I think one weekend you just so happened to be up in uh, John O'Groats, and it's just you're all over yeah. the shop. But doesn't distance it doesn't <laughs> seem to to stop you any time. No. So that that particular trip. Um, I had promised my partner we would go to Cornwall and it came to the Friday morning and we were supposed to be going to Cornwall and we had had literally a foot of snow and we were driving back from having the diesel heater fixed in our van and it was like oh it's going to be really cold if we don't get it fixed anyway it was all sorted 
and the snow just looked amazing and he went oh the snow looks so good on the hills and I went do you know how, where the snow would look good <laughs> on the mountains <laughs> so literally an hour before we left the house we packed and we headed north instead of south <laughs> so instead of going to Land's End we went to John O'Groats no better place I was there just Saturday unfortunately it didn't stop but no better place it's no just better place. I mean I just love Scotland obviously it's just the mountains and everything it's just amazing but yeah any chance I get I'm it's a standing joke in our house that the sat nav's broken and it only goes <laughs> I mean, that, that actually leads quite nicely on to what is actually my second question and it's it is specifically for you Hannah um I mentioned in the intro to the actual episode that we have a connection that goes back 19 years is it 19 I couldn't 19. remember how long it was I only know because I've, I the job I've I'm in I've done for 18 years and we met the year pre previous to that um so 19-ish 19-ish um okay. But we've kind of reconnected on and off over the years, um, but not so much until we got connected again through Instagram. Uh, but over that time, and having checked your Instagram feed, you've started bagging a lot of trick points and Monroe's. Um, do you think, though, that your previous ties to the Highlands have really kind of brought that to the forefront of what your adventuring is um very much so uh, but i won't i won't say where you used to stay because that's not that's you 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 were on the west coast and it was very much in the middle of all the all the monroes so um i think before you answer it though i'll give some context for anyone that doesn't know what a monroe is uh, it's a mountain in scotland that its height exceeds three thousand feet um but not all mountains are monroes there's a specific list uh, and if you can hannah can you tell us how many that you've bagged so far so my monroe bagging journey actually started when we did the nc 500 the first time which was uh june 21 and we did the most northerly monroe which is ben hope it's a lovely ben the as weather well. was perfect mm. it was just stunning um and yeah i mean I can't believe that actually when I did live in Scotland, I didn't actually bag any Monroes that I am aware of, unless I'm, I was too young to actually remember it. I, I don't think I did. Um, and the other thing is, I don't think with the age that I was, I appreciated the Highlands so much. Um, it's only probably in the last maybe five years, four or five years that I've really appreciated just how beautiful it is um, and how much I miss it. So yeah, growing in, oh, well, I'm, I grew up in Gerlach on the West Coast and it's just, it really is in the heart of the Highlands. There's just mountains everywhere <laughs> and beaches and just, it's, it's just a beautiful fun. area of the country. It, it really is. And I'm, I'm the same. I, it was only in the last few years that I've really appreciated where, where I stay. Um, and for me, Gerlach is the proper Highlands, anything really south of Aviemore, maybe towards Perth. I don't really class anything south of the Cairngorms as, as Highlands. I, I think it's very difficult for anyone to call it because it's just so um, different. Just the whole the whole feel of the Highlands is really in that area or the area that I stay in, I would say. Yeah. Um, I also haven't bagged a mineral, though, and I stay amongst oh. quite a few. 
this this also devastates me. I know. <laughs> I don't appreciate them. They're there. I don't appreciate them enough. But I have said this year I am going to do one. So I think going back to kind of obviously the Munro bagging started um, when we we did the NC five hundred. Um, the trig bagging in general, I think, really kind of started um, maybe like three three four years ago. Um, and at the time, I didn't actually realize how bad my mental health was. And basically, every chance I got, I was running to the top of a hill to run away from everything that was going on. And it took me probably a good 18 months or so to actually finally have that crash where I realized there was something wrong. But I always, every time I had, I mean, I was getting to the point, I was bagging tricks before work just to get me through the day. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just kind of the, the the space and the freedom that you feel when you're on top of the hill. Um, I mean, it was always like morning brew with a view and, you know, it was just that kind of headspace that I needed before I could even tackle my day at the time. Yeah. The sad thing is I didn't realise what was happening to me while it was, until it was too late. I mean, for, for myself and Emily, we kind of have a similar because we running is that therapy of, of getting out so chucking yourself up a trig point to run away from your problems is is it's quite a, a relatable subject to a lot of the fitness community not just running or or mineral bagging or trig point hunting it, for the wider community but and it is so important to to take that time to um try and figure out what's what's wrong but also have something that works for you so if it was working for you at the time, all the better. But you were what, four or five in the morning going up a hill with the dogs and then going on to work. On my own. Yeah. 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 At that point, it was I was setting off quite regularly in the dark on my own. Oof. And you're all you, you've, you've got to the bottom of it now. So, again, it's leading on quite nicely to, to the my next question. Um, and I think it's. It's probably more what most people know you both for on your Instagram feeds uh, because it's the crazy world of cold water dipping and we've touched on it already there. But you, you meant, we mentioned the, the group and how you got to know each other because of it. But can you give anyone listening, including myself, uh, a little bit of an insight into the virtues of throwing yourself into the multitude of watery bodies that you've got. You've got lochs, rivers, waterfalls, and also just submerging yourselves in a tub in the back garden. Uh, can you give everyone a kind of understanding of how you feel pre, post, and during? Well, I go first. You go first this time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if you'd probably asked me a few years ago, I mean, I never would have went in to see or anything with the thought of something touching you. But um, yeah, COVID hit, and then you find that you have all this free time. Um, and you start to realise that it became just like a bit of a buzz as well. It's one of those things you kind of surprise yourself by doing it. So that's there's a there's a part of you that's quite proud of yourself because you're really doing something different, but also pushing yourself in that boundary. Sometimes with running, you've kind of done a lot of things, so it's it's something new. Um, but for me, it's I do find that it it does kind of calm the mind a bit I can dip at any time and it's not like oh if, if I dip before bed I'll be buzzing and alive and I'll never be able to sleep it actually does the, the sort of opposite it doesn't make you sleepy but it 
it sort of quietens you down a bit because I think it was like a one of the books I'd read and all of a sudden the documentaries and things you, you hear about, it's your body is struggling, well not struggling, but it's coping with the cold and that's what its response is doing. So all the problems and all the thoughts in your mind are just, that's just not important right now. Yeah. Your body has to deal with what you're facing. So it's it just kind of snaps you out of the worry, the tension, the kind of stress kind of feeling because your body's just trying to adjust to the cold water and, you know, you don't even need to be in for that long. I mean, I'm quite an advocate for don't time yourself, like as in mm-hmm. I got five minutes yesterday, I should get six today. It's more just some days a minute's enough, other days, you know, six minutes is, is what you need, but you just, you know, you become you know, a bit more knowledgeable of what your body can do, but also don't, you know, don't push it to the extreme because, yeah. you know, you're just in a tub in your back garden. <laughs> you don't want to push it to the extreme as well because you, you can become hypothermic from it. Oh, um, absolutely. I think there's always anyone listening that hasn't tried it, practice safety. I think the, the recommendation is no longer than 10 minutes, isn't it, for, for most of the temperatures that you get in the, the, the area because you may become hypothermic. Yeah, I mean, you should never push it, but you're also like, just because you've been doing it for six months or anything longer doesn't mean that you should last this amount of time. Yeah. I mean, I say, and I've, I've said on my Instagram that, you know, there's times where certain times of the month, especially for a woman, your body temperature is all over the place. Yeah. And sometimes you're just not feeling it. And we have many a conversation between myself and, and Hannah about, I can't face this tonight. And sometimes you just go, I'm not doing it. But usually you do feel better for it, but it's maybe the quickest or we can't even get, you know, below the, the waistline in because they're like, <laughs> you can't. And post running, I mean, it's brilliant. If you're a runner, it's brilliant for that. Great I mean, I don't, muscles, know, yeah. I don't know all the scientific mumbo jumbo behind it, but it does it really does help. But again, going for a post run, you know, you're, you're not in for long because your body temperature does go down after yeah. you finish the run. So it's, it's being quite careful about, you know, what you're actually putting your body through at that time as well. Yeah, exactly. Over to you, Hannah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you, you very quickly kind of tune into your own body. I mean, there's been days where, like, I've texted Emily, I was like, I'm really not feeling it today. And we've had a quick conversation and she's usually going, get a grip, go and get in your toe. <laughs> and I text her back 10 minutes later, okay, I've done it. I've been in and I feel good now. And then there's other days you kind of, you literally stand in the tub. There was one day, because we're documenting our 100, 100 dips in 100 days, and I was stood in the tub, and I'd literally just got up to my, like, above my knees, and I was shivering, and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I even doing this? <laughs> and I kind of stood there for a good probably five minutes going, I, I hate this, I hate this, why am I doing this? <laughs> and the minute I'd kind of got in and settled, calmed my breathing and got out, and I probably did only last... 30 seconds or a minute that particular day and I was like oh, I hate this I hate this like, why am I doing it <laughs> and I got out and I was like that's why I'm doing it because I feel great now and it's like it's like an instant thing where you just I mean I don't know about you Emily but I come out and do this like little victory shuffle thing <laughs> every time I've done it <laughs> I don't know, I know why I know I can't do but, it without taking a picture I'm like I have to take a picture I'm in here <laughs> yeah but we we're, we're documenting our little um 100 100 dips um so we we kind of have to have the proof at the minute but I mean wild dipping is just this year it's taken me to so many amazing places because 
it'd be like we'll get down on a Saturday morning it's like right I need to go and find a waterfall or oh I've seen this place on Instagram we need to go and find this so not just the the kind of dipping but it's taken me to so many new places mm-hmm. even just around my local area and then when we were like doing it through de- uh, December and I was dipping in Loch Ackleton that was one of my favorite places and that is a really for anyone doesn't know especially in December January February because of the snow melt that you get in it it's I don't want to swear it's really <laughs> cold it is super cold I've not I've, I've gone in I have I've done a little bit of submersion but that's only through paddle boarding which you both do as well but the idea of of going there on a regular basis I know people swim in it and they're just psychos you're all psychos <laughs> I'd rather go in the North Sea than go in Ackleton so on that on that note on so we came to Scotland for Christmas and I dipped in Gerlock on Christmas Eve and it was nine degrees. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I dipped on the East Coast on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. which was also amazing, but it was six degrees. Yeah. And it's just amazing the temperature difference. And I think my coldest dip in that whole time was two and a half degrees. And I can't even tell you the name of the lock because I'm not even sure where I was. Um, and a friend had taken me up into the hills somewhere and the wind chill was freezing. <laughs> but that yeah. was, it was one of my favourite dips, but my my absolute favourite was definitely Loch Ackleton when it was a really calm day, but there was snow coming down. So that it was, I love how the snow kind of um, mutes everything out. It just yeah. makes everything really quiet. And I was literally just stood in the water and there's like snow coming down around me. And I was like, this is just amazing. What am I doing? It is a remote place as well, but for a Highlander or for anyone in Scotland, it's not super remote, but at the same time it is, especially when the snow's coming down and it's muting it out, it's like you're on a different planet. Absolutely. I think in the, I think I did actually go to Loch Ackleton three, maybe four times in the space of that 10 days. And I think there was one person just getting out of the water um, when we rocked up and he he disappeared by the time we actually got up (laughs) and got down to the water. It was just amazing. It is really picturesque, especially with what looks like the floating island. I know it's stuck. I know it's fixed point, but it just looks. It's such an optical illusion. Yeah, it's it's such a stunning place. But I think one of my kind of um, weirdest dips, shall we say, was Loch Ness. So we actually went down, <laughs> we went down to um, the south. Is it Fort Augustus? Yeah, I couldn't just remember it. So where the um, canal and the river come, there's a little beach in the middle. So I decided that's that was the place I was going to walk in, but it didn't go deep very quickly. So I kind of had to move into the flow of the river. Now, obviously, whether you believe or not, Nessie, <laughs> when you're stood in the water and you can feel the kind of the, the flow from the river going behind you, <laughs> there is something that plays with your mind. Like legend starts somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it just believe. <laughs> we're we're gonna be it... chucking Emily into Loch Ness. I won't Absolutely. necessarily I, I have gone into it because of the, the, the event that, that preceded the twenty-four um was the Beast Race, which is still run on the, the east coast uh, in Aberdeenshire. But there used to be one at Loch Ness and you had to go into the loch. And I know exactly what you mean, Hannah, because the lock gets very deep, very quick, and it's just that sudden whoosh of cold and everything that goes along with it. You can't help but think that there's something gonna 
drag you down. Yes, definitely. It just, it really does mess with your head. And um, I think one of the other places that kind of messed with our head, Emily, I don't know if you'll agree, the um, the devil's pulpit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> now, is, is that the place you went and there was the post about, is that where the guys came okay. down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Emily had also never been to the devil's pulpit, which is 40 minutes from yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, right, it's really cool. I'm going to take you down there. I want to go and dip. And when I went the first time, I wasn't a cold water dipper. The, the thought hadn't even crossed my mind. But in my head, I wanted to go back there. So I was like, right, this is what we're doing. So obviously, I mean, it was like, yes, of course. <laughs> no problem. Okay. <laughs> and, but she put my arm right behind my back and forced me down there. <laughs> I think we can definitely agree I'm generally the instigator of these things. And a lot of my friends just go along with it. <laughs> I think by sounds of it as well, Emily, you've got rubber arms, don't you? They don't take much bending to go behind you. No, I mean, happy passenger. That's me. And I'm, I, I'd say I'm quite impulsive. So, you know, I just was like, I'll make anything work, you know, yeah. if I can. <laughs> so we went down to the Devil's Pulpit, which if for anyone that hasn't been, you really need to Google it. It's beautiful. But the river kind of runs through this um, like sandstone gorge. So it, it looks like the river is running like blood red. And there's one part where it, it's really deep. And you can't see, but it is really, really deep red. And we were like, right, this is where we're going in. I didn't end up going in, not properly. I stayed where it was really shallow. <laughs> Emily did. Emily just went for it. I was so proud of her. But I, I was like freaking out. Going, Emily, why am I being such a wimp? Why, like, what is wrong with me? And then she's, like, she's doing that and I'm going, should I Should I be scared? <laughs> and there's these little bubbles coming up. Oh, no. Well, and you go... <laughs> down there (laughs) it was when i watched the time lapse back on the gopro and you could see the water kind of swirling which you didn't really notice at the time but when you watched it back i was like "Mm, that's a bit that's creepy (laughs) um so yeah we i i did i did submerge but in this kind of shallow area where i could still see underneath me um once i'd stopped kind of freaking out a little bit yeah um but yeah i i did do a post on the devil's pulpit about it wasn't something I had ever considered before about feeling uncomfortable yeah um so obviously going to these remote places is wonderful um but obviously Emily and I had just got out of the water and we're stood there in our swimming costumes and four men appeared into the devil's pulpit and it's a very steep um wet and slippy place to get out of and all of a sudden they they kind of appeared and we sort of said hello, but they didn't speak to us, mm-hmm. which actually made us feel really, really uncomfortable because normally yeah. people just go, have you just been in there? God, you're yeah. mad, you're mental. If All you meet people there. from Glasgow, if, you know, if anybody out with Glasgow and Scotland are, are listening to this, Scottish people are the most friendliest at times. And that, that is, like you say, Hannah, is the first thing they say is going, have you been in there? <laughs> oh my God, like, you are crazy. So you have that kind of, conversation but like Hannah said they didn't say anything and you know you're just standing there in your swimming costume yeah. and feeling a bit a very naked let's put it that way <laughs> I think with a, lot, just... with a lot of it though there's a lot of crossovers between between what you're doing there and running because as as you both probably be able to, to agree with here for a female runner 
if you're even on your not on your own or if you're in a group and you see a group of guys or one guy if they don't talk to you or, mm. or at least acknowledge you it, it can it can be very off-putting and as a a masculine a male runner and you sometimes see a female runner i will go the opposite direction or i'll speak to them just so i'm no harm i'm going to go the opposite direction but to have four guys appear and not saying they probably just uh, they think that you are both crazy ladies and it's not worth talking to you because you're <laughs> well, crazy yeah well i think it was definitely our, part yeah. of that wasn't there um yeah. because actually we so we decided to climb out of there in our towels and go and get changed at the top mm-hmm. and as i got out i was like emily i've left my gloves down there and they're my good gloves i can't leave them <laughs> and i was like i can't go back down there i mean i'm a terrible climber um scrabbler plus i'm always panicking that i'm going to fall and like the running and the running is over you know so i was like how much for the gloves <laughs> i could genuinely see the panic on her face i was like i've got an idea you go and stand at the edge of the gorge and you you watch i said at least here you've yeah. got a phone signal so i kind of went back down and i thought i'll just break the ice and i just went oh i forgot my gloves and they kind of looked around and picked them up and actually i think they had very little english with the way that they did eventually speak to me yeah. and i think that's part of the reason why and I really overanalyzed it for quite a while after I thought, you know, I jumped to that conclusion because they didn't speak. But actually, the more I thought about it, they, they maybe just didn't understand what we said the first time and mm-hmm. they kept themselves for themselves. But I felt really guilty for jumping to that conclusion. But it's just made me more aware of places to go. And I think because it was quite late on in the day, and because of the remoteness and and the, the access down to it, I think that kind of all of a sudden really all played on our minds. Yeah. And the fact that it's called the Devil's Pulpit, it was just it doesn't help. No. <laughs> I know what way to go. <laughs> what, you're you're saying, Emily? What's down there? That's all that. That's all the missing bodies. That's what's down there. <laughs> but like you said, Steve, like the whole thing about running, and especially as a female, I would never run. I mean, it's just like ingrained into you without even thinking about it. I yeah. run, but it's well lit. I don't run, but it's quiet. You know, it's all just natural. So, and that's the thing when you have to think about with wild swimming, a lot of places are remote or they're just a bit out of the way. There's less, you know, it's, yeah. it's not busy. Yeah. You're not in front of a, an Asda dipping. I mean, you might be, but yeah, strange you know, if you were. Yeah. very strange. Maybe and you shouldn't have to. We, we've mentioned this before myself and say, you shouldn't have to feel like that. But unfortunately, it's just a, it's just a consequence of the society we live in now and how, how big the population has grown for every nine decent guys out there there's always going to be one that's up to no good and usually the one that's up to no good is the the one that'll be around when you don't want them to be exactly but well we won't cover that too much we won't sour the what is actually because it's just going to be audio for here and just talking about cold water dipping you can see how radiant your smiles are uh, just talking about it anyway um (laughs) But I think what what's my next question? Does it tie in at all? Because that's been really good so far. It's, they've both tied in. <laughs> uh, I was going to say my my actually cold water um, dipping start. Well, my first couple of dips was in the bath, and it was horrendous trying to lie down into cold water. <laughs> so my partner suggested he was going to clean out the spare wheelie bin and let me dip in the wheelie bin. I've seen a lot of that. You know oh, what? Barrel it works does really well. You don't yeah. need to spend lots of money on one of these pods. As mm-hmm. much as great as they are, I absolutely love my pod, and I'm so glad I upgraded because my little legs did struggle to get in and out. Of the <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, the wheelie bin is great. It would cover like a full body type thing, but yeah, I mean, it, it would be also almost a submerge for me and Hannah, unless there's a, a step in there for us. <laughs> it's fine for someone my height, but not for yeah. you, you both yet. I do have my tub. My tub has arrived. Have you filled it up yet? It's not fully arrived. So I've got the I've got the first cover, the inflatable white cover, but the all weather cover hasn't arrived. So they're they're apparently sending it this week. They've had manufacturing difficulties. Do you need the other cover right now? Uh, just just for, just for keeping it keeping it nice and so I don't have to empty it and clean it all the time. I feel the like there's some cover, excuses yeah. going on. Here. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I I did love going in. Excuses. I did love going into the North Sea on the first of January. That was phenomenal doing doing the duke and, and going in and like you said hannah it's very cold on the east coast because you don't have the uh the stream coming in on like you do on the west coast it does wrap around you get some of the the heat transfer but when your air temperature is so cold and the water's still warmer it was so yeah. nice and then i went in a month later or the, the beginning of february and it was totally opposite. It, the air temperature had it was it was jarring going in because the water was so cold co uh, compared to the air temperature. Um, so that's the, the part that I don't really look forward to now. Is as the temperature gets hotter and your body temperature gets up, it's then chucking yourself in something absolutely yeah. flipping freezing. So have we have we inspired you to dip more often? Not necessarily every day, but more often. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I, I think it will be almost a, a daily occurrence. And it's simply for what Emily had said, it's really good for runners. And I was doing it when we had our lazy spa uh, up, I was doing cold in the bath as much as I could and then hot in the hot tub. And we don't have it up because the price of running a hot tub, it's not great. Um, <laughs> so it's packed away at the moment, but I'll be doing cold in the, the tub outside. And I've got a, a jacket as well, the, the really long ones, which for me, it would both of you wearing my dry jacket, you would just disappear. Um, but <laughs> then hot in the bath. So it's really, I find it really helpful around about the Loch Ness Marathon uh, mm -hmm. for muscles. And since I haven't been doing it, I have noticed a few niggles coming in. Um, so hopefully those little bits and pieces, the final parts will arrive this week and I will be able to get into it. Well, we'll just be messaging you daily until that. <laughs> We'll add you to our little group, you know, hundred dips, hundred days. We need a man. We need a man, yeah. I mean, there are other, there are other people, other guys that do it. I have noticed oh, yeah. Bob doing it, um, but he does it. He's not consistent at doing it, and I think Ryan's done it as well. But he did it at the Lululemon mm. uh, getaway, so I don't know whether he's a convert or not. But um, I will be asking him because he's our next guest. Yes. Uh, so I'll be asking him that, but it does. This is tying in quite written nicely again uh, into my next question, and it is specifically for you, um, Emily. Um, so we've already mentioned for yourself, Hannah, you do run, uh, and you've been making huge strides in your your running on Strava lately. But for this question, it is targeting Emily and for a specific marathon and a particular person that ties both myself and Emily together from the 2022 Edinburgh Marathon and that would be Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Does Spider-Man give you uh, some good or bad flashbacks, uh, Emily? Do you know, it was one of those things, I mean, I loved it when I was listening to the podcast uh, before and you mentioned it and I thought, <laughs> Oh my god, th this is one of these things where the world is so small because mm -hmm. I'm going, me and Steve must have been near each other because I had Spider-Man too. Yeah. Um, 
and Spider-Man had a bit of a gut and you know <laughs> and the, 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 this, this suit was like half like across the other side of his face I mean you must have been sweating I mean good on these people I can barely run in a vest and shorts sometimes but um yeah that was towards the end that I saw him and I thought no I'm I'm getting in front of Spider-Man and it was the same for me it was the final few kilometers yes and there was nothing I I've got such bad uh, flashbacks of everyone cheering your name because you you quite spread out by that point. Everyone's going, "Come yes. on, Steve, you can do it." And I I was feeling terrible by that point. And then, oh look, there's Spider Man, and you feel, oh, yeah. please just cheer me. Don't but don't cheer Spider Man who's just coming whizzing past me on the right hand side. It's like running with a, like a local celebrity. You know, you're you're just like <laughs> wanting somebody to go. You know, you're doing really well, but it's like, oh look, Spider Man, <laughs> and he's just gliding as well. He just he looked tired, but he didn't oh. he didn't look as bad as I felt. Because it was really hot. It, it was it wasn't hot. forecast to be hot. I know Edinburgh is always hot on that on that marathon, but I don't think it was forecast to be hot, and then it was pretty yeah. warm. And I thought, see, like I say, with these people that wear costumes, I mean, more power to them. I'd be in a ditch somewhere. Just like, <laughs> take your charity money back. <laughs> as a kilted runner, I can tell you it is hot, but I, even wearing a kilt is not as hot as wearing what is what will be very restrictive. I think just like anything over your your face and yeah, and even even I, I mean I overheat very very quickly, so I'm I'm like you know in the middle of winter I would wear a vest or a t shirt. So the fact that you've got something covering your arms would make me quite quite not panicked but like very restricted yeah um and that in front of your face like that kind of morph suit type feeling you're like no no <laughs> overall overall though did you enjoy edinburgh uh, was it so, was a good marathon for yourself edinburgh was a bit of a surprise for me because it wasn't something i had um on my calendar so i was doing the ultra x 50k at the start of me and then one of my colleagues we were doing it as like a work thing or well, mm-hmm. work colleagues that were doing it um she uh, fell pregnant so she wasn't going to do the ultra x and she went um i've got a place for edinburgh she went do you want to just pay the 15 pound transfer and you can do it and i was like well i've all got all that training in my legs I mean, <laughs> and i've always wanted the t-shirt i mean i know that's ridiculous but a lot the t-shirt is gorgeous for edinburgh apart from the fact that it doesn't say 26.2 on it anymore no, it doesn't no. a bit disappointing but it's a great t-shirt lovely lovely fit and uh send me an extra one and uh, <laughs> And and I thought I'm just going to do it, and it, it was a really great kind of experience because I didn't have like a time in mind. It wasn't my a race or anything, you know. It was just go round and see how you got on, and and it was probably a good thing because it got so hot. I'm not really a warm weather runner, yeah. Even though I run all year, I'm still well. You're in Scotland, you're not really that used to it. But um, I was quite happy just to have a bit of a walk and stuff, and I actually really liked it. I mean, I like running by water, like that's just. A really nice sensation when you can see the sea um but a tough run with everybody coming back on you that is tough that's the worst part for me it was it was when we hit the turning point or just beforehand you see everyone coming back at you and i i knew some of the elite runners and my brother was there and uh, sarah uh, homer was there mm-hmm. and i saw all these people going past me and it's like i'm not anywhere near the end yeah and, and i've never ran it before so it. you don't know how long you've got yeah so you turn back and that bit you turn is gorgeous like it's, it's so it is nice. really nice but it caught me out because the gravel it was just uh, my shoes weren't great for that it? and i could feel it what um, is it there it is the big the big house uh, i can't remember yeah, the name of it but yeah it's some like Lovely. stately home and it was really nice it, i didn't expect it 
No, but I, I also didn't expect the sun. So, no. <laughs> and there people, surprises. So this again is like if you're running Edinburgh, be mindful of you know anybody running Edinburgh. It's like it's yeah. always the hottest weekend in Scotland, um, and there were so many people at the side of the road getting treatment for obviously dehydration and and things because it wasn't. It was meant to be quite overcast and cool, and it was just. Like it started off day. that way, so maybe like yes. five minutes, yeah. <laughs> and then, and Edinburgh Marathon starts late. I mean, every marathon seems to start late now, but mm. the half starts at like half eight or eight in the morning or something. It does, yeah. You know, and you go, oh God, I wish they would switch it over for the marathon because it'd be so amazing to start early. Any, any, later, please. Uh, 10 o'clock's <laughs> fine for me because Loch Ness oh, no. is 10 o'clock as well. 10 o'clock's fine for me. <laughs> no, it's just, I just would rather get up, have my breakfast and go. Then I start thinking about I mean, I'm always thinking about food. So I'm just like, <laughs> when do I eat? When do I eat again? Um, but now because I think I've done some of the ultras as well, I'm quite com- comfortable eating en route. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I tend to try and eat. I'll have a couple of gels or like those kind of cliff lock things to chew on. But a lot of times I'll have actual food because I'm running for like four and a half hours in a marathon. I'm going to miss a, a lunch. You know, like so I'm a four and a half. Ma- I'm a four and a half hour marathon runner as well. I don't have that thought. I'm just like it's lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, I really think that's another reason why we're good friends as well. Yeah, yeah. constant I'm like, food. Eat? Well, we do, and it, this is obviously nothing to be eaten for. But ha- Hannah has seen me hangry um, <laughs> when we did our first Monroe, and. Yeah, but lessons were learned that day. Actually, what you're saying is for what was going to be part of my final question is make sure that we have plenty of food available for you at oh, Loch Ness. Big time. Big time. A happy <laughs> Emily is a fed nice. Emily. <laughs> Honestly. To touch on, you've, you've mentioned there though, the Ultra X50. Was that the, the Fort Augustus Timberness? Yes, it was. Um, so that was my very first. Really? First Ultra, yeah. So... Ah. Um, we did that. It was like I say, it was a bunch of work colleagues. We'd done a couple other like kind of fitnessy things, like remotely. They're all spread about, mm-hmm. mainly down in England. So they all came up, and there was um, seven of us that did it. So we just did our own thing. We didn't sit together. We're all totally different paces and things. Um, but that it was fantastic. Like I absolutely loved it. And, and you got good weather for that as well. I only, I, and I only know that because there was a, an election on. I happened to be working the election, and all these people were coming in looking for their ba- looking for their numbers. Um, so I said, "What's going on?" And this guy happened to say he'd won his entry. He'd never been to Inverness, never been anywhere in Scotland, and he was like really nervous about finding everything. Um, and it wasn't just that; it was Ange- now Angeline I- Mayer, Angeline Mayer, who's, who's who used to be on Instagram. She's a good friend of Lee's. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd run it as well and I only knew that she was up because I saw a photo of her and her dog at the local park run in my town <laughs> and I hadn't gone that day so it was kind of like a, a series of things so you know people that have been in the area have run that event and I would like to run it but yep. hopefully I'll be there supporting Kaylee this year yes I'm so excited for her doing it she, she's just going to smash it like she's done amazing training but I would highly recommend it it was a great experience um it was it was so different as well because you're you're navigating your own course to a point you know you've got it on your watch. They do have little flags. I mean, they have loads of flags in very obvious places, but then when you go into the forests and and things, <laughs> there's barely a flag, and you're just like, I don't even. I could hear the finish line at one point, and I thought, I don't even know if I'm going the right direction, but I don't care. Just go down, yeah. like 
And then all of a sudden you'd see a red flag and get so excited because, you know, you were obviously on the right path. But oh, I loved it and it was it was gorgeous. But I could see why people loved ultras because that whole walking hills and, you know, just taking your time eating. <laughs> <laughs> what is not to love? You should, hopefully you'll get happy flashbacks then because I'm pretty sure the field that you uh, you finished in is the field yes, next door, to where we'll be doors. camping. Yeah, doors. doors yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was that. Was, although that is difficult when you walked when you walked in. <laughs> I ran in <laughs> and uh, I ran in. And I could do like a lap of the field to finish, and you could see the finish line there. And go, <laughs> And then I finished, and the toilets were back at the where you first run into the field. Oh no! Who, des- who designed that? I just get changed <laughs> a man, in front of everybody. A man designed that. That's a why. man designed. <laughs> no, I but, would uh, love yeah. to give it a go someday. Um, having run it though, would you consider running the Loch Ness Marathon because it is a very similar gradient? I've uh, done the Loch Ness. Oh, you have? Have you? Oh, did I miss that? How have I missed that? I did that last October. So you did it at the same time as everyone else. You were there when myself, Kaylee, Lee, and the rest of the Dippers were there. Yeah, must have been. Wow. How did I miss that on your feed? And how well, have I not learned that since? Well, you, well, my Instagram was only created in December. Right, okay. So I wouldn't okay. have recorded it on that one. We um, had the oddest thing with that because Kaylee was on the same bus as myself, Lee, um, and, and Giz. We were all mm-hmm. on the bus with Kaylee and... I thought it was her, but we didn't really have that much of a connection to that point. And it's only been recently I said, were you on the same bus? Did you see bubbles flying past? And she said, yeah, I was on that bus. I did hear what you guys were getting up to. Um, But you'll learn more about that anyway. It was all tame. I would say, though, I wasn't a huge fan. No? No. It's um, just because, and it's lovely where you are, but like I say, I like to run and see water a lot of the time. You see a lot of water. It's just very static. that much water, Steve. Is it generally coming out of the sky? (laughs) Did we have rain? I'm not sure. I don't think we did. No, we didn't have rain. And it was actually a nice day, but do you know, there's there's pictures at Loch Ness Marathon that are taken for their publicity, and that's the only time you see that loch. I'm not kidding. Steve, you you can probably get a liar. I was looking through the trees. I was looking, apart from the star, Hannah knows Anna knows the area. So you start at the top of the, mm-hmm. the hill at Fort That's Augustus. That's lovely. I liked and, up there. Yeah, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. And then you head down to Whitebridge um, and you don't see the water there. You don't see the water for the first quarter of the marathon. Mm-hmm. But then if you're like me, looking anywhere but the road in front of you, you can see it through the trees. So, I think because you expect <laughs> you it to be really much nice more... <laughs> yeah. You expect it to be more... So I, because I'd done the Loch Ness, the ultra x thing i knew mm-hmm. how gorgeous it was but i think because you're just basically on a b road and i think yeah. when you get to like doors and it's just it feels like like a never-ending road and then you get to inverness and the finish line is oh that's heart-wrenching like yeah. you can hear the finish line but you know you have to go all the way up you can almost oh. hear it from Scannyport, that hill coming out of doors that's mm-hmm. a horrible horrible hill but you can you can hear it from so far away so and on a nice day you can see the castle as you're as you're running down this horrible stretch but you're right there's nothing worse than coming along that straight and hearing the finish line and knowing that you've still got another, it's oh. like three kilometres to go, about exactly. a, mile, a mile and a bit to go. I know. So it was, it's not like terrible. It wasn't a terrible marathon. It just was more like, I thought this would be more scenic. Oh, I was really <laughs> struggling. It just felt like endless roads. And just because you're expecting it to be much more, you know, scenic than yeah. it was. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was also 
like I'd been ill a few weeks before it so I think it was just catching up on me a bit that there was three of us together but I was like go just go leave me I just need my own head space um and after that I got a bit better because I just needed that like I don't I don't want to hold anybody back or or anything but I ended up catching up with one of the girls right at the end which was which was quite funny but um yeah the soup after it was divine I have to say <laughs> that's a perk of it it's a very nice perk of it especially again. October. yeah yeah <laughs> good definitely well, that's going to be a nice surprise for I think for even for Lee because unless you've mentioned to Lee he did I don't think he knows Uh, and they are coming back up this year because there's a bit of a challenge with our other group our our private group group? we have another group (laughs) yeah you can challenge him about that (laughs) oh my god I feel like I'd be left out of this (laughs) (laughs) you can challenge Lee and Giz about that that's that's something else I feel Uh, like I need to up my running and get myself to Loch Ness 24. I was going to say why haven't why haven't you signed up yet Hannah because I told you you only do one loop which is like four miles I could, I could probably manage that, but the problem is... It's I, a lot of money for what for one lap. <laughs> I could probably manage a couple. My problem is I run with my dogs. Um, so a lot of my running is literally just to exercise my dogs. And I love getting out. Um, and I run with a friend quite regularly. Um, but yeah. It... But we can make that happen, Hannah. I'm actually going <laughs> to move questions around here because I was there was a question specifically for you. And the final question was about the uh the Loch Ness 24 because Emily is a fellow team captain uh, she you are the team captain of team four yes I, I am the team captain of team one not that the numbers numbers don't mean anything uh mean nothing Hannah nothing. they don't mean anything I uh, but although everyone seems to refer to me as like the 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 overall oh you are composer of it I'm the reason you're all doing it whether good for good or bad um but you what are your expectations of it, Emily and Hannah, would you would you consider it? Because uh, the reason we're doing multiple teams, and we're not the only ones, we've, we've since recently found out there's another large corporation coming up and they're running in separation. And I don't know whether that's because they've maybe seen that we're doing it or they've been given a heads up by the Loch Ness 24 team, Jono and Jess. We're splitting down because you can only have one member of your team on the course any one time. Um, especially running at night and we are planning to run through the night and um, that can be quite daunting even talking about the water and the idea of getting dragged under uh, you don't know what's there you also it's as clear as the forest are it's your peripheral vision you're always going to see something to spook you so we're going to be running multiple people as a, as a little group so there are opportunities there uh, we have space in our team five and very close to having a team six so you can run with emily she did say she liked running with dogs. And what you try to say, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I was going to say dogs are allowed on the course, but I, I think only spectating dogs are allowed on the course. I don't think you're allowed to run with a run with an animal. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. But yeah, but that is a good thing. Like we will be able to run like together or have company, especially if it's like your turn for a lap and you're not feeling it. Because I think there's quite a few of us that will be in the big throws of marathon training as well mm. so I think a lot of us are are trying to get as many laps in just for the the experience and the training it is really good training yeah so you've got I think the majority of us are averaging six six laps which would be the marathon distance mm-hmm. um yeah so what what's your expectations from it, Emily are you just there now for the party atmosphere that we we seem to be promoting a lot on on not only the podcast but also on our socials 
or are you looking forward to actually a slightly different event where it is it's a lapping event where you're not just stuck on the course for four five six hours doing an ultra yeah i mean i think both i mean the party element and food obviously um the, if there's a silent disco i'm there for that if they decide yeah. to bring that back i think but, they are bringing that back specifically for us yes but um there was a couple of times through training i did brighton at the start of april and there was a couple of times through training where i mean i had to just mix up my training a bit and there was one time i did um three blocks of running on that day um and i think it really actually helped my yeah. not not so maybe not my cardio running but see like my mental block of getting started again and running on really tired legs and all that stuff i think it actually really helps because mentally you go well, if i could do that i could do anything yeah you know so if you're running over a 24 hour period you think well that's that takes some effort in terms of your fitness but also your men your mental strength of going right here we go again you know because you might be it might be that you end up getting brought back onto the the track at any point of that 24 hours you might go you know what sod it i'm going back out now no one else is out i'll take yeah. the dipper and i'll go and it could and, be two o'clock in the morning it yeah. could be five o'clock in the morning and steve you were obviously there last year and i know you said like i think you've had a bit of a break but then it's like I know there's some people in the team that are they're really keen to do an eve like a nighttime one. I'm quite keen on doing it as well. But there'll be some people are like, no, yeah. that's just not for me, and that's absolutely fine. And I think that's the good thing about this event is it's not like the backyard style ultras where you have to be on the course at all times, like on the hour every hour. Yeah. It is that way. It's like just as long as one member of your teams, you know only one of them is allowed to run at one time yeah, that's the only stipulation is uh, there can only yeah. be one member from each team on the track yeah. and you, you can't can, double you can, dip you can't double dip you can dip at any point so you don't have to and we didn't we 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 had full intentions to run through the night but we decided when lee came back in quite late on we were going to do i think it was lee or jamie came back in quite late on we were going to do the silent disco we were the only ones there um which was disappointing we had one guy one crazy guy came and joined us but for that time we decided we'd go get some kip um and there was a really bad snore so in the area it wasn't one of us um there was a really bad snore in the in the camp next to us and we just didn't go out for a few hours and i woke up early i thought you know what i want to get some dark hours done it, it actually started getting light went to get the dibber and there wasn't a dibber there because there also wasn't a jamie or a lee there not that i was looking in their tents but mm it was gone it was obvious and i'd walked to the start line and here was here was lee um going out as jamie came back in so our intentions were to run but this time round, i think it's there's more of a seriousness about it from the teams because there are a vast range of capabilities in in our athletic uh, backgrounds we have ultra runners we have 10k runners 5k runners um we seem to be very lady heavy at the moment i think i would say um so i think the guys might be getting picked on and said you know get you get your arse out there and go <laughs> absolutely or get my dinner made for me coming back. <laughs> so with, with that Hannah, would would you potentially be persuaded um you don't have to say yes or no at this point but is you it know, something actually, that you might consider I, I absolutely love the idea of it um it's just the distance for me. It's like three hundred and fifty mile. Um, it'd be it'd be a good six hour journey. Um, I think it is the bank holiday weekend though, isn't it? Uh, the English English bank, bank holiday. We don't get it in Scotland. 
What do you not? No. Oh, shame. Maybe <laughs> 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 that makes it a little bit better. It gives me an extra day for travelling. To give you to give you sort of context as well, Hannah, you wouldn't be the furthest. You wouldn't be coming the furthest. We do have the potential of a camper van. Now, the, the, the person is coming from London, but he may be getting a camper van. I don't know whether he's driving it all the way up or whether he's picking it up on the way. Um, but Lewis uh, Dixon is coming up from London. And we also have the Barefoot Daddy, who I was telling you about the other day. Um, yes. Ben, he is coming up. Uh, I'm not actually quite sure where Ben stays, but um, yeah, he he's coming up from England, sure, as well. So, uh, a little bit further south so yes you would you would be in company of travelers um but I, it, does, I, I, it does sound really good um i am i am very tempted the only thing that puts me off i've only ever done one um like organized event for running and that was the windmill 10k and it was quite a few years ago it was before i even really got into any kind of running at all and I it kind of got dumped on me last minute and said, oh, we're going to do this charity. And like you said, Emily, it was one of those where you had to run past the finish line. Mm-hmm. For, I can't remember. It, it wasn't that far, <laughs> but you had to run past it to run back. And I just remember the feeling of devastation. I'm like, but it's there. Can I just walk across? <laughs> and it was awful. And it was. I think I was kind of like one of the last ones to finish. And it was, yeah. I think now I would be in a much better place mentally and and physically to do something like that because like I said it was kind of thrown on me last minute but it was just that's my only experience of a, an organized event and because it wasn't like an amazing one it just it does just kind of put you off a little bit yeah unless you've been part of a multi- multitude of, of events like myself and Emily where some of them are going to be good but uh, some of them will be bad but the majority of them are good it, it always encourages to go for the next one. We'll have to find out then if it is the bank holiday weekend. It, 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 it's, it's a usually it's usually an adventure time for yourself and your and your mister. Uh, and there's no reason why you can't take the dogs up and the van, <laughs> do the weekend, and then go on a little bit of more adventuring afterwards. And he could act as cheer squad as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to worry about camping in a tent like the rest of us. We'll put him in the camp kitchen so we can keep Emily and myself fed. <laughs> oh, that's, that'd be another van. And actually, that that again, it's it's quite. This is this is almost like uh, I've I've written it, and you you simply follow a script. I haven't told you. Um, <laughs> it was going to be my second to last question, but specifically for yourself, Anna, and and because you, you have that capability of taking the van with you, um, can you give everyone a little bit of, of an insight to van life, especially being that's part of your name? Um, how did that come about? And and you you've obviously done a lot of work to the van on the last few uh, months. Uh, but what's the future for for van life? I mean, eventually we would absolutely love to upgrade. So we're currently driving around in a T five with four dogs in tow. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's cozy. In fact, actually, last night when we parked up and it was kind of coming up to bedtime, we got out with the dogs and the guy that was stood at the side of us just looked and went. Well, I didn't expect four dogs to get out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I I met Steve, um, my partner, through uh, work. All um, the best guys are called Steve. We've, we've said this before absolutely. and I don't have other Steve here to, to agree with there. <laughs> You've got another Steve for the crew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we met through work um, and quickly got on very well. Um, and within... 
uh, within a couple of months, uh, sorry, within a couple of weeks, we actually ended up living together. And very quickly, obviously, we were getting along great and we decided we were going to sell both of our caravans and Steve's car to buy <laughs> a camper. So we sold like quite decent sized caravans. And as Steve says, we swapped it for a tin can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you know what? It's the best thing. I mean, we've had a few issues with it. And like you said, we have done quite a lot of work on it recently. Not necessarily all of that was because we wanted to. It was because we had to. Mm-hmm. And it was one thing led to another. So we've quickly learned um, how to recarpet the van um, because we'd had leaky windows, which apparently is a common fault. And it leaked <laughs> all over the electrics. So Steve had to redo all that. And um, yeah, the pair of us were trying to teach ourselves how to recarpet the van. Um, so we we were heading off to do the NC500 for the first time, which was June 21. Um, and we kind of rushed into buying this van and there's been a few mechanical issues with it. But do you know what? I love it. It's just given us so much freedom. Um, I think I did five trips to Scotland last year um, we spent a lot of time on the Isle of Skye. Oh, only five? It seems like a lot more. It does, doesn't it? She's <laughs> <laughs> like five this year. But... <laughs> yes. I think I'm already on three for this year. <laughs> and two of them were to see you. <laughs> Lucky me. Um, <laughs> in fact, I'm up there again in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks' time. Um, and then yeah, Loch Ness will be five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's just given us so much freedom. And like like we were on about before when I said we were supposed to be heading to Cornwall and we looked at the long-term forecast and it was going to be like 50 mile an hour winds for the first five days of the trip. And yet Scotland was actually looking pretty good. There was a little bit of snow forecast, which was fine. We could cope with that. But there was very little wind and it was just looking amazing. So the freedom that it gives you to just change your plans or just rock up and do things. Um, and like, you know, popping up to see Emily, I can just keep in the van nearby and just meet up and go and so take You don't have to worry about accommodation. Yeah. When you can just, you've got your accommodation with you. Yes, exactly. I mean, there's some days we've, I, I'm one of these that likes to plan kind of every inch of every trip. We never stick to that plan, but I like to go prepared. So we'll we'll drive for three or four hours. and But then Steve's really, really inquisitive. So he'll be like, what's down this road? And we'll just head down and sometimes there's nothing. Or sometimes you just come out to this like amazing spot and you're like, we're just going to camp here for the night. It's It just, you can adapt your plans so much quicker and nothing's a problem. Or even if you just go out for the day and you think, do you know what? I really fancy a, a coffee and you just sit and get the kettle on and just chill out in the van. I mean, there's a, there's a local spot that we um, quite often head up to just, just with the dogs. Um, it's probably only a 20 minute walk up to a trig point. And it's just one of those evening walks that we can do. And then maybe sit and watch the sun just going down, even in the van, or we can sit at the trig point and it's just the freedom. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great for getting changed and after you've been British as well. <laughs> so you're 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 gonna convert us all to uh cold water dipping van uh, van lovers. 
but even just with like with the paddle boarding obviously we're all paddle boarders mm-hmm. um you know just being able to like rock up um I mean I went to the lakes a couple of weekends I did my first solo camp uh two weeks ago I think um and I met up with another girl who also did her first solo camp but just having the van to get changed in we, we were there first thing in the morning ready to get out onto the water um and we we had a lovely paddle up and down uh, Lake Windermere and then we had the um sauna booked at the side of the lake um in nice. a converted horse box it's amazing um so yeah it was it was just really cool we just paddled up to the little beach where the the sauna was did our sauna and a dip and then got back on the paddle boards and carried on bliss that is absolute bliss so we will be expecting that we are going to expect it aren't we emily we're going to hold you to that now if 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 we give emily a task she does normally uh, bring more people in and i think you've taken in quite a lot of people to the team as a whole uh probably a second second to second only to myself because i bring in everyone ultimately it's me bringing in everyone (laughs) it's my fault it's my fault you're all doing it I do feel like Emily's biding her time because she's kind of like mentioned it a little bit like (laughs) and then I feel like she's gonna start prodding me now (laughs) oh yeah I just like you know fishing you just leave leave it in there for a little bit mention it every now and again this is actually not a podcast Hannah this is just an intervention to get you signed up (laughs) oh that's been when I see all your like running three marathons in a month it's just like I think, how can I keep up with that? <laughs> I don't think anyone not... can keep up with that, Hannah. <laughs> it's not sustainable. <laughs> it's not conducive to a good to a good life life balance. And I no, think for, no, my for, eyes are down here. <laughs> we're we're not talking we're not talking about that because if we, we will say anyone to watch your social channels um, for mm-hmm. why we're not talking about that. Um, so it, it will be on airwaves uh, elsewhere and yeah. definitely tune in for tune in for that. But it was insanity, uh, and you did have your 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 highs and lows. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Um, but I think. That's taken us about an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes ish. I think that's See, that's been good. Talk. That's been a good part. And I'm seeing how dark it's getting with Hannah as well. So it's light here for me, myself, myself and Emily. It's nice and light, but south of the border, they uh, they turn the lights off very quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so, just because the sun's coming around the side of the, house, on the other so side. Right, the other okay, side. okay. Um, yeah. I think all I can say is thank you very much for both coming on. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's for me. It's been great to to go through everything and it's it seems to have flowed quite well um certainly more stories to tell so we'll definitely have you back on when steve's around as well and we'll maybe get third steve involved as well because by the sounds of it you're the you're the regimented strictness and he's the chaos and we like steve's (laughs) are a thing for chaos so we'll get him involved (laughs) he would definitely fit in with the chaos definitely (laughs) he is definitely kind of taught me to um take myself less seriously shall we say um he's been a good influence i mean that's from 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 what i've learned from both of you that's really what life's all about is 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 go and do things to jump at the idea of doing things and don't put them off Uh, and don't take yourself too seriously when you're doing it as well from your dances that we've seen we've all seen you do (laughs) and how much steve's taken the michael out of you as well for doing them (laughs) 
Hey, I learned some of my moves off him. <laughs> but you're right, Steve. I think that's it. It's just like all the the things we've done and signed up for, and and then like we see how we met as well. Like it's unreal to think how good of friends we are. But yet, this time last year we didn't know each other, and we've I never can't believe met. It's been what four months, and mm-hmm. it just feels like we've been friends forever. Like from the minute we met at the side of Bull's Water, it was just like instant yeah it was it was like we'd met before it was just it was just such an amazing feeling just chatting away and we definitely stayed in the water far too long that day because we were just Just chatting away and we got out and we're like friends that was really (laughs) (laughs) i think like social media gets such a bad rap it's sometimes and obviously it does have its moments but like you know when you talk about the community that you make and stuff I mean that, that's where like the Wilds women great the running community amazing as well because everybody just wants to kind of lift you up and support yeah. you there's no sort of oh my time's better than yours or I can stay in the water longer than you or it's just like wow you, you know that's and those amazing. people or, exist okay? but we don't involve ourselves with them no, exactly yes <laughs> they know not to bother <laughs> 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 it's lovely when you get to like meet other people that are kind of like you and and they want you to they just want you like kind of live their best live their best lives yeah, that's it, you know that's <laughs> definitely and i don't I think th- you I don't... do kind of hit that age where you just think like you you don't care anymore what people no. think and yeah yes yeah. if anyone has seen our socials the um the little dip and dry dance at the end of our um our cold water dipping has definitely taken off yeah. no i'm not gonna say i'll be doing that uh, probably will, but I'm not going to commit to that. I'll commit to the cold water dipping, but maybe not the dancing just now. I've seen your karaoke on the run video. You will definitely <laughs> oh be taking part in that. It's like yeah. a different level, for goodness sake. I haven't. I, I, I literally have run dry now on ideas for that. So I need to. I need to to go silent on on uh, on Instagram for a little while and come back with a, a mega a mega blowout song I kept trying to think of songs and I was like every time I tried it I thought I don't know all the lyrics and you kind of sing stuff in your head and you think (laughs) you know it but then when you do it you're like actually I don't I realized I knew lyrics to Disney songs so that's what I went with (laughs) my biggest problem um and I think this is why I've only I've only gotten redone the two and then there was a song that Lee put on the the pod on the on the the group playlist and it just worked for me at the end of the pier i always i could think of songs but i want to get props and then i'm like i could do that song but i'll need to buy that prop and it, it just it grows arms and legs and it's the same with the podcast i can get carried away very very easily um but i'm trying to stay uh, level with with the team with the the, the Loch Ness team i'm trying <laughs> to stay level because some of that some of those chats i wait till someone tags me in it because it's just it is pure chaos Oh, or, yeah. an organized chaos but chaos all the same although i think recently we've we've had a few new members join and i do think everybody's on their best behavior for a little bit steve what do you think <laughs> I, I would say rachel's on her best behavior rachel's yeah. on her best behavior, definitely been, on her best behavior. There's, there's been less um crazy chat i think we're all okay, just so like there's more if, people <laughs> if i agree to sign up only if you don't be on your best behavior 
<laughs> yeah, I think that well, yeah, that's with with having what's it, twenty one members at the moment or something, Emily. I, I'm sure that will quickly break down yeah. um, into just, into. We're madness. getting by everybody's like cool off period for purchasing the race, <laughs> and then just get in there with the with the chat. So again, I can't I even it. announce some of the people that have joined us because it's not for me to say who's joining us; it's for them to announce, it, and they haven't announced it yet. So mm-hmm. we have, I think we've we've announced up to like fifteen people in the last video I did, but I don't want to, I don't want to do another one yet Again, until they've announced it. Like you say, like another group that you know I now count as friends. Like me, yeah. Kaylee, and Rachel ran around Manchester together, uh, half of it. You know, and you think I didn't know these girls like a couple of months ago, but now exactly, yeah, it's just know. like it's, it's been forever. And I, uh-huh. I've got I've got that thing. I have met a couple of the group. Uh, I briefly met Elodie, and I might have to run with her at my at Edinburgh because of my knee issue. Mm. Um, so uh, maybe she she does say she's a lot slower, but I mean, if I have to run slow because of what looks like now an IT band issue, uh, right. uh, then I have to run slow. I mean, it's the end of it. But it's nice to be able to give her the company as well because I know that she had a difficult time of it last year mm-hmm. um, and, and not having anyone there to support her, whereas this time we have a fair number of people yes. going to be there. Um, I look forward to being in a cheer squad, <laughs> not running. <laughs> for a change, for a change, not running. Um, but I, I think in, 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 in the fear of us continually going on for for quite a while i'll mm. i'll draw a line under it just now and we will definitely have you both back on whether it's together again or separate and um, we'll learn a little bit more from as i say and another project that emily's got on the cards but uh, no i i actually I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting you for the first time emily i've had the pr- privilege of knowing hannah for a for a long time um so is that no. a privilege <laughs> well, I, I would say so maybe it doesn't work that's the opposite way for you to me but i mean i would say it's a privilege knowing you um, but no it's been fantastic uh and yeah steve steve's missed out oh, yeah, thank, you, thank you very much thank you very much for your time and yeah we'll have I, you I know thank you very much this was grand thank you oh. i don't know about anybody else but i absolutely loved that chat with emily and hannah we actually stayed on the call for about another 45 minutes after I'd finished the recording, just having a laugh and sharing some stories. So definitely plenty more to come for our future episodes. So fingers crossed we can get them back for season two. Uh, certainly in and around or just after the Loch Ness 24, so we can see what Emily's impressions of me actually are. And hopefully we can get Hannah to join us as well. I'm actually really not sure how either the What the Fartlek boys or Ryan over on the Press Play and Run podcast managed to keep their guest interviews into such neat and well-organized packages. It's definitely an art form in its own. A lot of discipline and control, that's definitely for sure. I could easily have gone on for three plus hours uh, this week's episode, but that's really not conducive to a good episode for you guys. So I cut it down as much as I could. But like I said in the intro, I'm flying solo for the outro portion of the podcast as my wingman, uh, runnerman Steve, is taking a well-deserved week away by the coast with his family, recovering from the London Marathon and everything that goes into preparation for a marathon as well. Now that I'm also on my own, I want to reiterate how awesome Steve did at the London Marathon. 
I wasn't lying when I say that the who dropped the Deborah team were in awe of the consistency that he was setting while we were tracking him on the app. It was phenomenal. And from all the photos I've seen, he looked like he had a great time of it. It's a bit of a polar opposite from the photos just six months ago where he got to the 17, was it 17 mile, 70 kilometer mark? And you could see it. He was disappointed. He, he really was disappointed last year. But what a difference six months make. The, the amount of training and uh, consistency that he put into getting ready for his second London Marathon. It is inspirational. And he is such an inspirational member of the community. He always has time for anyone. And it's not just me as his co-host. It's for anyone. If you get in his DMs, you want a chat, he's always there for a chat. He'll either send you a voice note. He'll leave you a comment on your post. He'll send you a DM. Um, so, yeah, I want to just applaud Steve. And if he's listening to this, uh, I hope it puts a smile on his face because, honestly, I would love to 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 be able to be like Steve in that respect. He just smashed out his strength and conditioning. He smashed out his runs. And, uh, yeah, fingers crossed I am like that for Amsterdam. But kudos to you, man. You did, you did amazingly. I'm only going to do one community shout out this week just because I'm flying solo, but I want to tie it into the announcement for the guest for our next episode. But before I do that, I want to revisit something that we mentioned in the last episode, and it was the recommendation from Mike, the pole fit runner. So Mike had the great idea to open our inboxes and that could be our DMs or the email address to topics or subjects relating to fitness and running for myself and Steve to give our two cents on. So that's what I'm here to do today. I would like to encourage anyone who has a topic or a subject that they, they want to hear my thoughts and Steve's thoughts on, please get in contact with us. Either drop it in our DMs on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Steve underscore runs or runnerman Steve. And you can also find us at the podcast page, which is the Point 99 podcast. Alternatively, you can send us an email. We still haven't had a listener email. It's all just to do with the business side of things, the, the, the running of the podcasts. And you can get in contact with us there again at the Point 99 podcast at gmail.com. Certainly, I'm looking forward to finding out what you guys want to hear us talk about. Now, it could be silly subjects, it can be serious subjects. I think by now you, you've probably gathered that myself and Steve, we don't shy away from things. We, we're, we're quite outspoken on particular topics. And, and I think that's a good thing. Everyone has their own thoughts and beliefs on things. It's, and we all respect each other's thoughts. A bit of fun doesn't go amiss as well. And we like to have a laugh. So yeah, throw them at us. We will put them in if we get a few suggestions we'll put them into a hat or something and we'll pick out one each week and see how we go but like i say i'm going to going to do one community shout out this week and it is for the scottish underscore runner and that is ryan the host of the press play and run podcast and the reason that i'm shouting out ryan is for the fantastic audio note that I got from him after I announced that I was running Edinburgh in the last episode. If you haven't heard the audio note, I actually made a little clip on my own profile. So go and have a listen. It was so nice to get such a genuinely kind and happy response from him. 
I didn't really want to announce it last episode. I wanted to wait until we had Ryan on the podcast and we do have him on for episode nine. That's going to be ahead of the Edinburgh Marathon, which is Ryan's first marathon. And it's going to be my second time at Edinburgh. Now, unfortunately, I have picked up a niggle in my knee. So I will not be anywhere near Ryan because he is absolutely flying just now. His training is going so well and I can't wait to, to be there as he smashes what I can see is easily being a 3.30 or sub 3.30. But not to put any pressure on Ryan, he, he knows himself. It's about going and just enjoying his first marathon uh, and giving the, the marathon the respect that it's due. But yeah, my, my knee issue through a lot of talking to different members of the community, uh, folks on Strava, folks on, on Instagram. I haven't gone to the doctor because our, our local practice is is shockingly bad, like a lot of people forgetting uh, in to see the doctor without having to wait a long time. But we kind of diagnosed that it's the change of shoe. Now, I've mentioned before that I've, I've changed to Hoka Rincon 3, which is a three millimetre heel drop from the Brooks shoes, the Ricochet, or the levitate, which are around about an eight millimeter heel drop. So the five millimeter difference, change of gait, that combined with a lot of hill running recently, not doing stretching or strength and conditioning as much as I should, has kind of resulted in uh, an IT band issue, an ITB, where I was out for a 30 kilometer run a couple of Sundays ago. And within, I was, yeah, it was 30 kilometers, I got to 25 kilometers and I, I'd, had some pain along the way and I got to the point where it was excruciating. So I stopped and um, I walked for a bit and then I got a recovery uh, from my wife and I didn't know what it was. So I, I, I kept uh, my head down, I rested for the week uh, and talked to a few knowledgeable people on, on different subjects. And yeah, it looks like I've, I've done my IT band. I went out for a run yesterday. Uh, so that was Tuesday when I'm recording this outro on the Wednesday, taped my leg, taped it for the IT band and had no issue at all, which is spot on. So it looks like it's definitely that, but with so few weeks left before Edinburgh, I'm really just gonna have to take take it easy so I don't cause any lasting damage for going ahead into Amsterdam and beyond. So really just taking it easy, uh, resting, stretching, doing all the stuff that I should have been doing anyway. And that goes to, to show that Stretching is important. I have a lot of time on my feet. Um, it's just a consequence of changing my shoes uh, to a different brand and the heel drop. So there's a whole th load of things you can think about. You, you never know it all and you learn as you go. It's just how you develop from the lessons that you've learned. Shouting out Ryan uh, for the phenomenal response that I got. He's such a nice guy uh, on, the, on his own podcast, on the socials. And I, I can't really wait to meet him. I think it's going to be fantastic uh, to, to get some face-to-face -face time with him and, and just chill out uh, either before or after the marathon. So that will be our next episode, episode nine, and that will come out on the 19th of May with the marathon being the week after. So I'm not really going to impinge on his his last taper week, his really chill week. I want him to, to kind of get in this in this, the right head space without having too much worries to think about. I'll do it the week before, given that the, the knowledge of uh, a previous Edinburgh Marathon runner 
of the course and what to expect. Now, I do know a few other members of the community who are running Edinburgh. I can't wait to, to, to kind of catch up with them. I've met some of them before. And the fantastic Elodie and Giz from the Loch Ness 24 team are also going to be running. So at the moment, like I say, I'm taking it easy. They are usually of a slower pace than myself. Uh, they're of their own pace. And I, it looks like I'll join them just to, to really have a, a good laugh and help Elodie push for her goal. But otherwise, I think that's about it. I don't have Steve to bounce off of. So it's going to be a very, very brief uh, outro. And all I want to say is I hope your runs are going fantastic no matter what you've got on the go whether you have an event whether you have an ultra whether you have a 5k 10k park run whatever it is i hope you're smashing out what you're looking to smash and if you're not i hope that you're still staying positive and working towards your goals and a final final note is to say a massive good luck to Kaylee, the happy diet as she takes on the Ultra X 50, which is from Fort Augustus to doors to almost where she's going to be camping with myself for the Loch Ness 24. Her training has looked so solid. She's going to smash that out. And hopefully when I get the tracking information over, I'll be able to go and support her along the route since I'm local to the event anyway. Uh, maybe event I'll run in future years, but as long as I can be there, even at the finish line, just to, to show her some support and, and help her celebrate what's going to be a massive achievement. So until next time, guys, I hope you're all well. I hope you're all positive and we'll speak to you soon.